The Spin-Off Podcast Network. You're listening to Business is Boring, a podcast that reckons it's anything but. Business is Boring is brought to you by SparkLab, offering inspiration and practical advice to help businesses find their edge. To hear more about SparkLab, including details about the latest events, workshops, and business tools, visit sparklab.co.nz. And now, here's your host, Simon Pound. You're listening to Business Is Boring, a podcast that reckons it's anything but. Business Is Boring is made by The Spin-Off with help from Callahan Innovation, New Zealand's innovation agency. Here's your host, Simon Pound. Today we have something a bit different, our first returning guests, which is a super cool thing to have someone who's been on to tell an entrepreneur's journey and then be back on a second mission. But it actually isn't just one returning guest, it's two from two different previous podcasts who've now come together to create a kind of entrepreneur supergroup where a bunch of friends who make things happen have got together for the higher purpose of bringing the best of cheese to the best of people. A self-described slow startup, it's an antidote to the kind of businesses that are out to take over the world at any and all costs to the personnel and is instead a cool meditation on how business is where you spend a lot of your time, so sometimes, if you want to make sure you see great people regularly, you've got to start a company to work with them. We're joined by two of the Cheese Cartel's 5.5 founders today, Jade Tang Taylor, who was on as a co-founder of Curative, and now consults to bring design for social impact and diversity to projects large and small, and Anna Gunther, founder and chief bubble blower at Pledge Me. Kia ora, welcome. Kia ora. Hey, so first up, nice to see you. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, tell me, how did the idea for Cheese Cartel begin? Mm. Well, you know, with any good tale, it started with a bunch of friends, a cheese platter, and a little bit too much red wine. And uh, it was last year, year before, we were down mm-hmm. in central Otago. Some of uh, us were running a marathon. Others of us, like myself, were just hanging out and eating. And yeah, we just talked about what it would look like if we started a company together. So the people present were mainly um, part of our female founder group. So we started a female founder group about five years ago, and we go away every quarter to hang out and eat cheese and help each other with our businesses. And yeah, we just got talking about cheese and starting a company, made a joke. What would we call a cheese company? Cheese cartel. And then we found out we could buy the dot com. And, you know, when you can buy the dot com drunkenly on your phone at like nine o'clock at night, that's such a good reason to start a company, right? (laughs) It's fantastic. And so many of these kind of dreams, uh, people kind of like just kind of have, you know, they have a little chat, they have a talk, but nothing ever happens. And and Jade, what, what is it that is different about the group of you that it goes from being kind of like wine chat to then happening? Mm-hmm. Um, well, we like to call ourselves, I guess, change makers by day and cheese dealers by night. <laughs> um, and so my hubby, love him, um, but is an ad man and um, he, you know, gets paid for coming up with ideas. I'm like, there's no point 
thinking about ideas if you're not going to actually make them happen in some way, shape or form. And so I think that we've just founded a um, group of female founders um, and yeah, and not just talking about ideas at it, but um, it's more important to also make them happen. Um, and I've been kind of at slightly in a slightly different world at the moment, but I'm all about um, incremental progression rather than stagnant perfectionism. Um, and I think there's something really special about bringing things to life. And I think that's the danger with us, hey? Like, we just, like, accidentally start things all the time. And it's almost like we have to stop hanging out sometimes because it's like no more new ideas. Mm. We don't have the time. Mm. No more events. We're good. How does one go about starting a cheese cartel? Well, it starts with getting the .com, obviously. I was so (laughs) excited. This is the first time in my life that I got a .com. Um, Well, let's be honest. You do register a lot of other .coms. Well, yeah, sometimes I do, but I've never started a company with a .com. Um, But it started with that, and then it was just us sort of joking about it, and we decided to go away for a weekend looking at cheese in the Wairapa. And from there, we were like, well, you know, we might as well just test it out, and what better way to test it out than crowdfunding it? Um, Because obviously, that makes sense, (laughs) you know, eat your own dog food. And so we were like, well, if we can raise $18,000, um, and pre-sell effectively 100 subscriptions, we'll start it. And if we can't do that, we won't, you know, no no worries, no pressure. We're all busy people. And yeah, we managed to crowdfund it. And so from there, it was just like, okay, we'll give it a year, see what happens, see if it works. And yeah, we're nine months into the year now and mm. it feels like it's working. Mm. People really love it. And we should probably note that Sylvia had come um, back home from a, a – trip to Switzerland where she was making cheese for about a month as well and loved it and then I guess we also she loved making it we love eating it it just kind of seemed to make sense yeah yeah it all came together at the right time and so you're all pretty distributed right like the the group who is involved with it how do you physically get together to to make it happen yeah, so we actually don't have to physically get together to make it happen. We all have really clear roles. We do a lot of the work online. And we just have a running uh, Facebook uh, group where we're just constantly sending messages and keeping each other up to date. And I think uh, Jade thought it was hilarious that we were managing all of our internal comms through Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it just sort of works. People know what they need to do and just make it happen from all corners of the world. And the internet is a magical thing. Mm-hmm. So. Tell me how someone would, what, what's the cheese cartel experience for someone? Because we probably have missed talking about what actually happens. <laughs> yeah, so what is the user journey of a cheese cartelian? Um, they would probably find out about us via online at the moment, um, whether it be through social media or just loving cheese or coming to a high cheese kind of tasting event. Then they would, um, I guess, really like to have more cheese in their life and so they'll become a monthly subscriber um, and they receive uh, it's usually the second weekend of the month and then um, they receive a cheese box on the Tuesday or Wednesday um, on their doorstep they'll open it up Um, there's also been rituals where people wait till their family members get together or their friends to get together and they open it up to collectively and they read all the stories collectively and they share the cheese collectively and that is that is kind of one of our cheese dreams around um, <laughs> the act of getting together and sharing cheese um, and good times 
Yeah. And I, I like the thing I love about it is it's not that they're sharing cheese that could, they could get anywhere. It's actually they're getting a box filled with cheese from small scale producers in New Zealand that um, might sometimes struggle getting the message out about what they do and why. And, you know, these people love what they do and they love their cheese and they love their animals. And it's just a great way of showcasing that to more New Zealanders. And it's quite a nice kind of balanced ritual here where a group of friends get together Basically, I, I'm kind of feeling that the business is as much an excuse to kind of hang around with people that you like and have something in common as to take over the world. Uh, but then, so you get together to have fun together, and then on the other end, there are people who might um, go, oh, I've got the cheese bottle. Well, let's invite Sally and Joe over, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and we hear that. Like, people organize events around their cheese box being delivered because it's more cheese than one person could eat on their own. Um, and... Yeah, that's the thing that we love is bringing people together in real life as well as using technology. And whether that be in a personal or professional context, like we really love to share our cheese box with our neighbours. Um, it's not something they uh, get to consume very often, especially different artisan cheeses. Um, and also we've heard where people have at, at their co-working spaces and their workplaces as well, and they actually have a special wine and cheese tasting night um, centred around not necessarily just the cheese cartel box, but um, at the act of getting together. Wasn't there one month, though, where it was like a particularly smelly cheese and someone got in trouble for bringing the box into their workplace? Yeah, cheese. <laughs> tell it's me not about, for everyone. Tell me about the idea of being a slow business, which is a slow startup, which is something I love, especially when so much of the rest of what you're up to as a team is probably very much in the fast startup kind of uh, world. Yeah, I've been um, so I've been listening to this other podcast yeah, yeah. Um, called "Hurry Slowly," and it's about the very act of being creative and productive by the very act of slowing down. Um, and there's something that, I, as a new-ish mum, a working mum, a consulting mum um, that is on governance boards and has a cheese cartel um, side hustle, I guess. Um, being really mindful, setting boundaries, and knowing where your capacity lies is really has become more paramount i was just saying to anna before i'm like you have a little human and i've never needed so much sleep in my life and um and i think it's slow but intentional um and about forming deeper relationships um that's really important to me at this phase of my life yeah so. and it's just so weird like you know in business we've sort of taken on this language of war and fighting and like you know aggression and you know, it doesn't need to be that way. Business can actually just be friends hanging out, eating cheese and not wanting to become the biggest thing ever. Um, and we've actually set intentionally, we don't want to sell more than 500 boxes a month because A, we don't want to stress ourselves out, but B, more than 500 would probably be hard for these small scale producers to actually send us. So we're almost, you know, artificially capping what we can do just because we want to have fun. Yeah. We want it to be fun for our producers as well. And it's making it a club that people would want to join as opposed to something that you're just begging anyone to, to be in. Yeah. Did you know you can actually register a cartel in the company's office? <laughs> I thought that that was going to be like a word that they're going to be like, nah, not allowed. But, you know, the things you can get away with. And just in terms of, I guess, um, being mindful of our artisan cheesemakers, there's when one of our cheese cartel founders went over to Melbourne, they found out that there was, um, I don't know, 10 cheese subscription boxes that had launched over the past 12 months. However, they were all linked to one particular cheese provider, whereas I guess we are, 
at this moment in time, the centre point for um, lots of other cheese providers. Um, it's, yeah. Yeah. And, and how's it going? Like, uh, have you, are you um, oversubscribed to where you wanted to be by now? Because you said you'd give it a year, nine months in? Yeah, I think we're in a really good place. We've accidentally started, like, being put up for awards and maybe winning them. We're not sure. But, like, the word is getting out about the cartel, which is great. Um, cheese cartel. The cheese cartel. Uh, Numbers-wise, I think we're not quite where we wanted to be at this point, but we are getting constant new signups and um, beautiful stories as well of people, you know, trying the cheese and then deciding they're going to drive two hours to go and buy the cheese direct from the cheese producers. And I think for us, that's like a sign of success is it's people experiencing new things and then really connecting in um, to the people making the cheese. And then you you too take the show on the road with the high cheese events. Yes, we do. Um, we've held a, one in a couple in Auckland and um, a couple in Wellington as well. Um, there was one where it was part of uh, the Sapphire series of Potsdam Central during Restaurant Month, and that sold out within. We didn't really do much marketing around it. It sold out within a couple of days, and this. Yeah, I get. I guess there's a lot of people that really love cheese, um, and people and, are stressed out. They're like, "I really want to come. Is there a wait list? I really want to bring all my friends." And you're just like, "Oh God, sorry, we we actually don't want to get too big." Yeah, yeah. but I think um, a big part of this online kind of cheese subscription boxes is also to get together face to face as well. We collaborate with a lovely guy called James Thomas, who is from the New Zealand Cheese Limited distribution um, company. He distributes all the cheeses for the restaurants um, around Auckland um, and he's a professional cheesemonger. So it's a natural kind of, I know it's a thing. It's such, such a, a great, great word. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, and he's amazing. He can talk about cheese day and night and um, he's incredibly knowledgeable and yeah. loves it. And, and you're cheesemongers too. Well, like, technically, yes, but James is definitely more uh, I feel like we're cheese. I feel like we're cheese lovers, cheese eaters, and cheese enthusiasts. He's definitely a cheesemonger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good way to put it. <laughs> and how does this uh, feedback into your other roles? Like, is it nice to have um, something kind of um, calm and fun, and that you've put clear boundaries on and the like, in addition to to um, work? Yeah, I think it's really fun because it's an opportunity to hang out with friends and work with friends on something, but it's also an opportunity to stretch your mind in different ways. So, you know, when you've spent, as I have spent a lot of time working on a tech startup, it's nice working with like a physical product and, and experiencing both the highs and the lows of having to ship something around the country. Shipping is hard. If someone could start a startup that fixed the shipping problem in New Zealand, that would be really great. Um, but yeah, it is, it's nice to do something different though. I, uh, Avoided telling my board about it for a very long time because I was like, "Don't tell them you've started something new, Anna." Yeah, how, how are things? How are things going with Pledge Me at the moment? Yeah, Pledge Me is going really well. So we launched in Australia last year, um, licensed over there by their regulators, which was a huge process. Um, Australia loves their rules; it's a whole new level of regulation. Um, but yeah, it's going really well. It's growing. Team is growing. Uh, I'm moving on in some ways, so we're hiring a new CEO soon. So I get to focus on things that I love. Um, so yeah, it's just just full on growth on the pledge me front, and in some ways, it's then just nice to have something else to think about too. Yeah, and that's a lovely milestone in the life of a founder 
who's made something happen from a, a, your thesis and then making it into a business and then changing into different regulatory environments and expanding it out and then being able to pass on the the day-to-day stewardship to a, 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 another CEO yeah. and be able to do the things you love must be a real milestone. It is, and it's it's crazy to look at, hey, like to think that you could start and grow something and then it's sort of, you know, a teenager and it's doing its own thing and it's um, being run by other people. Um, and it's exciting to think that, you know, we don't, like, I can still be part of it in whatever way that I want to be part of it, but there can other, be other people driving it too. Yeah. Cool. And as a, as a final thought, what kind of things make working with your friends mm. successful? Because I imagine, you know, starting a business with friends could also be a really great way to um, make friendships harder if people don't do their <laughs> roles or responsibilities or someone's mm. left for the bank account or mm. like even running flat accounts can be a nightmare. So what kind of things make it work well? Yes. Um, yeah, running a business with a friend, uh, something I'm very familiar with. Um, I Just being incredibly open, really honest, um, setting boundaries uh, and, around, and being really clear around roles, responsibilities, playing to your strengths um, and having a shareholders agreement. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day as well. And being really compassionate. I think the thing is we know each other so well because we've been running our own businesses and doing the female founders for the last five years. So we know each other really well and we can just be really caring and compassionate when things are getting crazy and busy. Mm. Um, but yeah, we did uh, We did decide that we would have a, a, a dispute resolution clause. And the clause is basically just if you start arguing, you have to eat a cheese platter together. <laughs> <laughs> and by the end of eating the platter, like hopefully you've managed to resolve whatever it is that's going wrong. Those are big platters. I know they're huge. It would take a very long time. It's mm. basically like mm. you have to be stuck together for 10 hours. The secret is cheese. The secret mm-hmm. is cheese. Well, thank you so much for coming and sharing the story of Cheese Cartel <laughs> today. Anna Gunther and Jane Ting Taylor, co-founders. Thanks for having us, Simon. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much to Tina Tiller for producing. Thank you very much for having us along in your ears and listening. Uh, if you are a fan and follower of the spin-off, make sure you check out the spin-off members, uh, a program where you're able to get behind and support and choose and shape the investigative journalism that the spin-off provides. You've been listening to Business is Boring, presented by Simon Pound. Brought to you by The Spin-Off and Callahan Innovation. From The Spin-Off Podcast Network, that was Business is Boring. Brought to you by SparkLab. Make sure you're following Business is Boring wherever you get your podcasts. And for more information on SparkLab, visit sparklab.co.nz. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.